The following program is presented by the Far East Broadcasting Company because stories of people living out the gospel with their lives inspire all of us. FEBC, taking Christ to the world through radio and new media. Learn more at febc.org. You know, I always tell my students in class, do not pick up the scriptures if you're not willing to make a commitment because they will grab you. Because that's where the power is. It's not in my classes. It's not in my presentation. It's in the gospel. He has a passion to teach God's Word, and he has a passion to help military veterans transition to civilian life. You'll meet Dr. Tom Seals on this edition of First Person. Welcome, I'm Wayne Shepherd. We'll turn to our guest in just a moment. First, a special thank you to the Far East Broadcasting Company for their support in making this program possible. Learn more about FEBC's mission of taking Christ to the world by radio and new media at febc.org. Tom Seal's passion and commitment to veterans comes from his prior service in the U.S. Marine Corps. He has long been committed to improving the transition process for today's veterans as they return to civilian life. He's dedicated years of service to veterans on and off the campus of Lipscomb University in Nashville, where he serves on the faculty. At Lipscomb, Dr. Seals identified the need for a faith-based course, focusing on spiritual development while addressing physical, mental, and moral experiences many veterans have faced in acclimating to the culture. He's the author of God's Word for Warriors, and we began by talking about his own military experience. Well, I wanted to be a Marine ever since I was five years old. And my parents, uh, I just pleaded with them to sign for me, and they didn't want to do it. But finally, I talked them into signing for me because I wasn't 18. And it was a, a lifelong dream up to that point, you know, to become a Marine. And was it a good experience for you? After I got through boot camp, yes. Uh, <laughs> I went to Paris Island, of course. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's legendary. That. Yeah. Yeah. After two minutes there, I decided, what have I done? <laughs> But it's a great experience, a good maturing experience, uh, and I just I look back on it, and it's one of the best things I've done. Huh. Were you a believer, a Christian at that time? No, sir, I wasn't. I was not raised in any church, uh, didn't go to church, uh, so that didn't enter into the picture. All right. That came later in life? Uh, yes, sir, when I was working for the government in Europe. I was about 27, 28 years of age. Okay. Well, I'm going to jump all the way ahead to the present, and we'll go back and fill in some of the details of what's happened between age 17 and now, Tom. But uh, tell us what you do now. I'm a professor of Bible at Lipscomb University in Nashville, Tennessee, and also chaplain to our veterans. We have a little over 270 veterans on campus, and I deal uh, in the last six years I've dealt specifically with veterans. I don't teach uh, Bible classes for civilians anymore and younger people, but veterans only, and I deal with their issues, everything from anger management to PTS to, you know, all these issues that many of our veterans, about 28% of them, face when they come back from deployment. It seems like a high number of vets in in one university there to me. Yes, and uh, of course, uh, in in other universities in Middle Tennessee, just 25 miles from Lipscomb, they have over 1,000. Okay, but you're a medium-sized school, right? Yes, about 6,000 students enrolled, and uh, it's just uh, a good school. 
it's well known, and we just we have a very wonderful veterans director, 22 year Air Force veteran, and he has turned the program around. And we've been ranked 13th in the nation and number one in Tennessee for veteran friendly school. Hmm. Tell me what it is that uh, that excites you about what's going on there. That you have an opportunity to teach these vets. What what's driving you, Tom? Well, as I say to so many people, um, this is the most important thing I've done in my life, my whole career in education. And what drives me is to see veterans who are, many of them are suffering various different uh, emotional problems as well as other problems, but to see the power of the gospel come into their lives and to see it change people uh you know, help them with anger management, help them to see the importance of spiritual life. And it's just an amazing transition that happens over a period of uh, several weeks of studying with these veterans, uh, God's Word. And uh, again, one of the missing elements in the veterans' uh, rehab when they come back to the States is the spiritual element. The VA does a wonderful job as far as uh, uh, secular psychology and as far as uh, medication is concerned, uh, but can't touch the spiritual, you know, because of uh, the rules of the game, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And so I felt this was a missing element. And what's happened as a result of this, I don't just work with veterans on campus. I realized early on that we're just touching the hem of the garment. And there's so many veterans in the community that are not associated with churches, not associated with universities. So we've been moving out training church leaders to teach the course that I teach on campus for veterans, and it's it's blossoming all oh, over the state. That's we good to know. Keep up with it. That's good to know. It's having an even wider impact than in the community. Well, uh, personalize this for us uh, without naming names. Can you just tell us what it's like for an individual who really is helped uh, spiritually uh, a vet in this way? Okay, I, I can give you an example uh, of just about every time uh, I teach two to three classes a semester, and I always have a teacher evaluation for them to fill out anonymously. And just about every uh, statement that I read in these evaluations, one statement that just keeps cropping up, this is the only place that I've found since I've returned home where I can open up and talk people and intercede and, and uh, inter, uh, work with people where I feel comfortable mm. because they've been where I've been. And that uh, really helps me. Uh, for example, we had one man that was um, in my class that uh, tried to commit suicide, was not a believer. And he came to this school simply because of uh, the Yellow Ribbon Program, which I don't know if you're familiar with, but it, many of our veterans get a full wash. It's not a free education because, as you well know, they earn everything mm-hmm. they get. That's right. And he came into this campus, not a believer, but wanting an education, and he took this course, and he became more and more convinced that there was something to this message of Jesus Christ and and the gospel. and what we typically run across is our veterans love Jesus. Uh, Most veterans believe and like Jesus, but they don't like the church. And there there are reasons for this, of course, uh, and always stress to the veterans that you have a responsibility, too. If the church is not meeting your needs because they really don't understand what it's like to be a veteran, 
then you have a responsibility to help them to understand your needs. And if you don't like the church, then you've got to examine your own life and say, why don't I like it? And most of the time, they realize that they go in with prejudices and biases and things of that nature. But if they really get into the text, which is what we try to get them to do, uh, they begin to open up. And this man is a staunch believer now and is working with another program when he graduated uh, called Reboot. And he's now devoting his life to going out and helping uh, veterans uh, with their spiritual life. Well, that sounds just great. It really does. What have you learned about what it's like for vets returning from deployment these days, as compared to what it may have been like for you in your day in the Marines? Well, the first one of the first things that I noticed uh, when I work with these vets is that they're very well trained. They're highly educated, far more than I was. You know, I always tell my veterans, when I went in the Marine Corps in 1957, the judge says, go to prison or go to the Marines. You know, and it wasn't a big choice uh, for me. But they go into the military, and they assume responsibilities. They have a mission. They have a purpose in life. They feel like they're accomplishing something. And then they come home, and they're discharged, and they're lost because they don't have a mission, and they're much on their own, and and they just feel they miss the camaraderie. They miss the waking up in the morning and knowing what they're going to be doing and that they're making a difference in the world, and they're on their own. So one of the things that we do, of course, is to try to show them how they can utilize their talents and abilities uh, to serve the country, even after military. And our veterans are very service-oriented. They want to be accomplishing something. And so that's very important in the life of any veteran is to make a difference when they come back into civilian life. And most of them are not seeking money. They're not seeking uh, fame and fortune. They just want to serve, as they've been doing in the military. Mm -hmm. Do you find that you have to earn their trust uh, to be heard? Yes, you do. And one of the advantages I have, of course, is that I am a veteran, and uh, I've walked uh, in in their shoes, so to speak, their boots, uh, and that opens the door. And then just when we start the classes, we touch on some things that are just pretty general, like what does the Bible say about war, and uh, what does the Bible say about uh warriors and things of that nature, so that the veterans can get to know you, you get to know them, they get to know each other. So within the second or third week, they're starting to open up because they trust each other. And some of the things that go on in these classes are amazing. I've had people in my class from World War II and Korea, and they say, I wish we'd had this when we, you know, came out of the military. And so, again, there is a trust relationship there, but it's typically pretty easy to uh, relate to them and they to you once you get to know each other after two or three weeks. In a moment, we'll continue talking with Dr. Tom Seals of Lipscomb University about helping veterans transition to civilian life. One year ago, I heard that one of FEBC's radio stations aired in our province, so I started to listen. Just one of millions of grateful people who listens to the Far East Broadcasting Company in her own language. So many Kazakh people here like listening to your radio broadcast. 
and we feel like a family because of it. Thank you so much for broadcasting to our nation. FEBC is dedicated to taking Christ to the world through radio and new media. To learn more, please visit febc.org. That's febc.org. My guest is Dr. Tom Seals. Tom is professor of biblical practice and a chaplain to veterans at Lipscomb University in Nashville, Tennessee. A very unique program. I didn't know something like this existed, Tom. It does not, and that's one thing uh, that makes it so interesting to other people when we go out. I was in Macon, Georgia, just two weekends ago, meeting with 20 to 25 leaders, church leaders and veteran leaders, and they're interested in the program. What are you doing? And we want to do that here. And so that's how we are beginning to spread uh, this work all over the United States. I wanted to mention as well that you've written a book called God's Word for Warriors. Uh, Did this come out of this uh, course development that you've been working on? Yes. After I did uh, taught these courses on campus here for a couple of years, I, I said, we need something more specific, something simple, easy to read. I didn't want to write a, uh, you know, a dissertation. I didn't want to write a theological book. I just wanted something that people could pick up and read and understand and be driven and be driven to the Word. You know, and so that was the purpose of this book, to get people who can't come to campus. Uh, it's selling pretty good across the United States, and all proceeds from that book goes into a scholarship fund that we've developed for our veterans. Wonderful. But they get into that word, and, you know, I always tell my students in class, do not pick up the Scriptures if you're not willing to make a commitment, because they will grab you. Because mm-hmm. that's where the power is. It's mm-hmm. not in my classes. It's not in my presentation. It's in the gospel. Yeah, absolutely. And we just have to sow the seed, and you see change in these lives. Well, you've developed this faith-based course focusing on spiritual development, uh, mm-hmm. addressing the needs of our vets, uh, physical, mental, moral experiences that they faced, and having the, uh, some spiritual input in their life. Do you ever uh, kind of sit back as professor and just watch them interact with each other on these issues? Oh, absolutely. I was in class last night. Uh, we have a night class for those who are working during the day, and most of our veterans are in school are doing tremendous jobs, GPA, retention rate, and they hold down full-time jobs, have an average of two children, drive 45 minutes to campus one way. And I try to let them just talk among themselves as I direct the conversation, you know, somewhat, And they just talk to each other and relate to one another. And, you know, again, one of the values of counseling is that you let people talk about what's on their heart and their lives. And then you can intercede, you know, and point out Scripture and point out what Jesus says and how much in tune they are to the gospel, even though they wouldn't even know it. What do these veterans bring to the campus? Uh, you mentioned many of them have evening classes, of course, but what? how do they enrich the campus life at Lipscomb? They have a maturity, a leadership ability, and a hunger and thirst to learn and to grow so that they can go, go off of this campus and engage in service because, again, they are service-oriented. And our young people and our professors are just amazed at the quality of of these people, their their desires, their ability, their stick to itiveness, uh, and you know it, it, they're a great group to work with. Hmm. Talk more about uh, how you bring the Bible and your courses on the Bible to bear with the specifically with these veterans and meeting their needs. 
Yes. Uh, my task is not to convert them to my way of thinking or to my theology. My task is to let them engage with Scripture. Uh, I don't give tests. I don't give uh, final exams, but I do require papers uh, every week. They'll write a three- to five-page paper on something like, uh, what What did the early church fathers think of the military? Hmm. Or things like, can I be a patriot and still be a Christian? And and other issues, you know, like anger. Is there such a thing as righteous anger, or is all anger bad? And and of course, you know, when you when you let them know that you're angry about things, you're angry about things that you did, you're angry about things that happened in the military, and it's not wrong to be angry, you know, and we need that. I wish we had more people in our society today that had a righteous anger because they see injustice, and our veterans... They think of themselves as peacemakers in the world, not warmongers. Mm-hmm. And and they're going to out into the world and trying to, they're angry at injustice. And so they're trying to promote justice and right wrong. And, you know, even Jesus, as they understand and realize, was angry in the temple and places like that. But he was not angry at the person, but he was angry at what the individual was doing. And so, Tom, what what touches your heart the most? What what have you learned yourself from these vets? They have given me a renewed uh, understanding of the power of the Word of God in people's lives. It is the power of God for salvation, and I try to stay true to the text and in the text uh, because that's again where the power lies. And when I step back and I look at what is going on in these classes and with these people and what we're involved in, just this morning, I woke up at one thirty in the morning and I said, Lord, this is too big, too big for me. Please help. Please send help. Please, uh, you know, make this thing more powerful in this nation. And so that's the thing that I've gained most. And to see the change in lives to see men put away anger at their wives and, and their husbands, we are female veterans, to see them renew their commitment to each other, renew a commitment to God, that's powerful. That's powerful. And it makes me just, I'm doing the most important thing I've done in my life. And it, it just, I get up in the morning and I'm anxious to get to campus. Most of us listening won't have any contact with uh, Lipscomb as we listen around the country, but we will have contact with vets. Yes. What have you learned about how we can all reach out and and, uh, and help our vets uh, redeploy into life without the military? Right. And one of my major challenges, and even the veterans' major challenges as they go out from the campus, is to help educate the communities in which they live and work as to what it means to be a veteran and how we can reach out and help them. Not that they're seeking help, not that they're saying, oh, help me because I'm a veteran, but simply to utilize their experience and their abilities and recognize their experience and abilities and help them to do what they're called to do, and that is to serve God through serving people. Can churches have a role in this? Oh, absolutely. We have classes right now going on in churches, 
everywhere we're going, you know, and we're training church leaders again, who are veterans preferably, to teach this course in their churches as an outreach and to in fact we're going we're trying now to raise funds uh so that we can move off of this campus. Uh, I'll still be on the campus, but move the work off this campus because veterans don't feel comfortable, many of them, going into churches. And so I want to teach this course and these uh, uh, training classes off campus so that people will come to a neutral place. You know, if you walk into a church, your immediate reaction is, well, you know, they're trying to convert me. They're trying to bring them me into their faith. And so I want to provide a neutral place where we can reach out to these veterans that are not yet comfortable in churches and those kinds of communities. How would you advise us to pray for the vets in our own communities? Pray that you might be able to influence them and befriend them. I know it's it's a wonderful experience today that we didn't share with the Vietnam era. It's a wonderful experience to see the attention that veterans are getting today. But most churches and most civilians do not know how to approach them, so they do things like, I appreciate your service. And that's genuine, but sometimes it sounds hollow. Hmm. Just get to know them as people and especially Ask them, what did you do in the military? What was your training? What unique things uh, did you gain from being in the military? And things of that nature, you know, try to get to know them and let them know that you're interested in them as an individual, not as just a veteran, not as just a potential candidate for your your, uh, spiritual community. Would you mind leading us in prayer right now for our veterans? Thank you. I welcome that. Our Heavenly Father, we praise you and we thank you for using us and allowing us to be engaged in such a wonderful opportunity to be able to work with our veterans and get to know them. We pray, Father, that you give us wisdom and insight and opportunities to grow ourselves in how to reach out to this unique group of men and women in our society. We pray, Father, that you might open doors for us to have opportunities to to talk with them, to meet them, and to see them in restaurants and just say thank you for your service and really reach out to them as you would anybody, but especially as people who many times are sharing spiritual and moral difficulties in their lives. So, Father, thank you for the service these men and women have given to our country, and thank you for the privilege of being able to work with these individuals. And help us to do all to the glory and honor of your Son and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm very grateful to have had the opportunity to learn about Dr. Tom Seals and the program he's leading to help veterans at Lipscomb University and beyond. We will, of course, put links to his website and book, God's Word for Warriors, on our website, firstpersoninterview.com. If you'd like to learn more, you can contact him through his website. Again, go to firstpersoninterview.com for the link. I'd like to take a moment and thank our friends and supporters at the Far East Broadcasting Company who make these weekly interviews possible. As we heard today, the gospel message is so important, and FEBC is doing all it can to make sure that as many people as possible hear the Word and are pointed to Christ taking Christ to the world through radio and new media, febc.org. 
Now, with thanks to my friend and producer Joe Carlson, I'm Wayne Shepard. See you next time for First Person. First Person.